Live from beyond the Beltway, this is Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics, featuring occasional injections of rumor and innuendo, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, professors, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by Democratic businessman Patrick Hanley, leftist professor Peter Hanna from the Chicago College of Law, Republican attorney Josh Cantro, and in our second hour, Trump Republican Doug Ibendahl will join us. Our program tonight coming to you from our own base at WYND AM 560, uh, the uh, the answer in Elk Grove Village, Illinois, just outside Chicago. Nice to have you with us. Chicago, as you know, we have a brand new mayor-elect, Brandon Johnson, a, a socialist, a Democrat socialist. He didn't run that way, but boy, he certainly talks that way. And uh, uh, what will happen in the city of Chicago in the next four years will be something that I think will become a national story as well as a local story. So you will hear us talk about that from time to time. But uh, no more tonight because we're going to be talking about uh, the other big story, at least nationally, politically. And that is uh, the the situation involving uh, Donald Trump. And, of course, he was indicted on 34 counts by Alvin Bragg, the prosecutor in New York City. Uh, And, again, uh, we begin this evening by talking about uh, what that means. In our first hour, we're going to talk primarily about the legal aspects of it. In the second hour, we'll talk more about the political ramifications. Uh, Let's begin with Peter Hanna, who has described himself as a leftist professor, and that's uh, that's his description, that's not mine. Um, But my question is, Peter, thanks very much for uh, agreeing to identify yourself as a leftist as opposed to hiding it. And my question to you is, um, how important are these uh, indictments and is, is there anything about them that worries you in any way? Yeah, thanks, Bruce, for having me. And uh, great to see Josh and, and some, um, you know, the guests here. Um, you know, let me just start at the top by saying I'm really glad that a new, an entirely new cohort of people in this country are discovering just how draconian and unjust our criminal justice system is, thanks to both the January 6th uh, prosecutions and now this, uh, you know, this prosecution of Trump. Um, and I know we're talking about legality here, but this is plainly a hatchet job and a total political witch hunt. Trump is um, a seasoned and accomplished criminal, but his greatest criminality is so common and ubiquitous among the people who actually run this country that, you know, the only nonsense that Alvin Bragg could go after him for is this incredibly trivial nonsense based on a, frankly, a legal theory that's untested. Um, you know, it's in typical Democrat sort of liberal behavior. They are taking the most goofy, silly, stupid, and useless path to achieve their goals, which will invariably actually make their opponent much stronger. Okay. I want to get the reaction uh, uh, from Josh Cantrow, uh, who is a Republican, and he's also an attorney, not necessarily a pro-Trump Republican. But again, Josh, uh, your view, this is not your area of expertise, but you are an attorney. Uh, I am an attorney, and I do have a view on this, and I do agree with a lot of what Peter said I am very much not a Trump supporter. Uh, after January 6th, I got off that train. and uh, But having said that, I do think that this is a real stretch. L- let's take a step back. Falsification of business records is normally a misdemeanor in New York. Okay, So to make it a felony, the prosecutor has to show that there was 
that the underlying conduct, that the falsification of the business records was to cover up underlying felony. Another and, crime. Another crime. And in this case, that other crime is is the, the fact that election law may have been violated in terms of an illegal campaign but he, but he did But he didn't say that, right? Isn't it still unknown exactly what this other federal or, or law is? Well, he didn't say it because the problem is is that the law is a federal law. That any anything that Trump did in violation of the law was a federal law, not a New York state law. And it's federal election law. And so this is a very untested thing because keep in mind, can... The key question is, can a New York prosecutor bring any any case dealing with federal election? I want to go to Patrick Hanley. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit about the politics of it as well, uh, since it's already come up in the discussion. Um, as someone that would like to see Donald Trump go away, uh, with this case and the way it is being handled in the court of public opinion right at this moment, Yeah. Are you worried that there can be some positive spin that Donald Trump can use to be reelected to president of the United States? I would just say that the timing and the way that these charges have been brought forth and the order in which the various indictments that the former president is facing, uh, I think that gives away that this hasn't been politically coordinated and the Democrats aren't actually behind this at all because it's not advantageous, right? If we could, if we could choose... I think we'd pick a different order. I think we'd pick a different set of charges. But we can't. This is the law, and Trump's not above the law. And so I'm, I'm really curious to see how this plays out. We haven't seen any of the evidence. Um, and I'll refrain from offering my amateur legal opinion, but it's not looking good for the former president. Uh, Peter, back to you. Uh, the fact that they didn't name uh, the other crime that made this a felony uh, as a law professor, are you concerned about that? Would that have been a better thing for them to do insofar as the general public's understanding of the ramifications and the justification of this indictment? Yes, I am very concerned about it, but I'm not concerned about it just for President Trump. I'm concerned about it because this is how indictments work. Indictments routinely leave out the actual operative facts. Um, prosecutors routinely have them you know, effectively being complete. Um, and then wait until there's a grand jury charge and then obviously bring the case and, and then they kind of use the evidence in the record to fill in the gaps. Um, but they'll leave out legal theories, they'll leave out, you know, causation kind of connections. Um, and, you know, this is a, a typical indictment, just a lot of dot, 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 and a lot of connecting the dots that anyone, even a lawyer or a judge will have to do to find liability. And this is just, this is, this is America. This is criminal justice in America for everyone. Um, most people don't have President Trump's resources. Mm -hmm. um, so typically when they face an indictment like that, they next find themselves in a situation where they're discussing a potential plea deal mm -hmm. and they take a, you know, instead of 10 years, which they can be convicted of, they take five years or three years and their lives are destroyed. Again, President Trump will not spend a day in jail or prison. So in your view, if this is an example of criminal justice in America, the potential for Donald Trump to become a martyr if he knows how to spin this, is very high. Do you agree with that, Peter? Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I couldn't agree more. And whether it's Democrats, you know, sitting in a smoke-filled room plotting this, which is unlikely, or just the 
democratic liberal hive mind moving against its, you know, big, you know, evil bad guy, it doesn't really matter because in the end, Trump is a master at using facts and stuff to his advantage. He will spin this. He will be become a big martyr as a result of it, no matter how it comes out. Josh. To, to all of my fellow Republicans out there and independents and moderates, don't fall for that bait. Do not let Trump become a martyr here. We do not want this man as our nominee next go round. Please. Okay, we'll talk more about that in hour number two. 1-800-723-8029. The indictment of Donald Trump on 34 counts. Uh, your reaction back shortly. I'm Bruce Dumont. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control. And priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
Bruce Dumont back on Beyond the Beltway. Patrick Hanley, a question to you, and we asked this last week on this program. Because Donald Trump is going to portray himself as as a martyr, as someone who is the victim of the justice system, and we have a you know leftist professor this evening, mm-hmm. basically saying that uh, yeah, this this happens to a lot of people in this country, yeah. and maybe there's going to be more spotlight on this sure. than on previous things. Does this open those dem- primarily Democratic voters? maybe African-Americans or, mm. or someone on the lower socioeconomic level who feel that over the years the Justice Department has done them wrong. Sure. And do they see in Donald Trump, even though they may not like his politics, they see this champion who they will vote yeah. for and they will root for and they will leave a lot of Democrats uh, scratching their head as to why they lost all these voters come Election Day. That's a really interesting angle and an interesting question. And Peter, I'm really glad that you brought it up and phrased it this way. And I think you mentioned something, how many of these cases get settled. I think it's something like 90% get, ends up getting settled, yep. which ends up putting a huge burden on the folks that are uh, uh, end up in prison for shorter terms, but take that guilty sentence and, as you say, ruin their lives. Um, no, I, I think the reaction from marginal communities that have been <clears throat> victimized by the justice system as it is are just going to look at Donald Trump as one more rich guy getting a different set of laws than they've faced their entire lives. Donald Trump has spent about 40 years dodging the justice system and settling in various ways, which, as Peter mentioned as well, uh, he's been able to do because of his resources, <clears throat> because of his fame, his money, his lawyers, and now his political career. So, no. Peter, do you agree with that assessment? Of, of the the impact that yeah, this might have on on, uh, on 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 some Democratic voters who have been screwed by the justice system over the years. Yeah, I mean, I I, agree, I totally agree with that assessment. I don't think any will be persuaded to vote for Trump by it because they find a sympathetic soul. But I think it will be you know uh, more a reminder that there's you know multiple sort of manifestations of justice in this country. Mm-hmm. Two really, one for people with money to get lawyers, and you know play the system like a fiddle and one for those who don't have the resources to do so. Uh, Trump said the other day that he has a Trump-hating judge with a Trump-hating wife and family. He made a big deal of this in his speech at at Mar-a-Lago after the indictments. Uh, How does a defendant go about challenging the authenticity and the the neutrality of a judge? And, and, And is there anything in this case that you think warrants that type of a, uh, a statement? I'm going to ask you, Josh, first. Well, there is there is something in the case that warrants concern about the judge who donated to Biden and the wife who was taken to social media well before this with anti-Trump posts. But that does not mean that Trump should be hyping it and doing what he's doing. Of course his, not. And is over, but he is doing it. But he is doing it. And so the question will be, as this case drags on, is will the judge impose a gag order uh, or will Trump's attorneys just start quitting in mass, like is the case with Trump over the years, because he's not listening to their advice? Because I cannot imagine that his lawyers are telling him to but attack in, the judge like But this. in the court of public opinion, mm-hmm. when you've got Joe and, and, and Mabel you know, debating it uh, over the kitchen table, uh, you have a situation where he has alleged that his uh, his daughter, the judge's daughter, this is Judge uh, Meekum, 
Meacham, rather, uh, who is Juan. He makes a big point of, you know, that, that he's Hispanic as well, uh, Juan Meacham, <coughs> that his daughter, once upon a time, worked for Kamala Harris, and he alleged in his speech at Mar-a-Lago that she is still getting some compensation from the Biden-Harris uh, campaign team. This, I mean, well, if, if any of if any of if any of that is true, is that germane, and would it cause this judge to should he recuse himself? It, it's not germane because this is a New York State judge bringing it. it court not, of public opinion. In the court of public opinion, uh, maybe there will be it, it will fire up some portion of his base, but. It's not germane. The Biden Justice Department, remember, passed on this indictment, okay? Right. They looked at this and they passed on. That's one of the problems I have with the New York State prosecutor bringing it, among many, many others. But having said that, that doesn't give any credence to Trump's wild claims about this judge being after him. Now, he went out of the way to say that, that the judge went out of the way to say that he was not going to issue a gag order. Uh, but he warned Trump to, to basically watch his language because he didn't want to do anything that would incite violence or maybe injury to another person. It was, it, it was about seven hours later when that's, in my opinion, that's sort of what he did, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at, at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, is 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 Donald Trump itching to have a gag order uh, uh, issued, uh, Peter? Does he want a gag order? Huh? He, he, I I think I think he he might. I mean, I think he realizes this is a seasoned user of the both. I mean, primarily the civil justice system. He knows how to use courts. He knows how to use the media. Um, he he may want that, but I doubt he wants that because, you know, immediately he would be, you know, potentially held in contempt within like a day. But he's going to do what he's always done, which is walk the line expertly. And it frankly doesn't really matter, you know, whether the judge's wife, uh, you know, is this and that and the judge's daughter is this or that. We, we, I mean, these facts can be true. They can be untrue. It doesn't really matter because what matters is the people who are like tuned into Donald Trump's frequency are hearing that and that's the end of it. Like that, it is not, this is, the trial is not, it does, this could be the most pure conviction in the history of, of criminal trials. It doesn't matter. Trump controls the narrative so, that his people are hearing. That's so, it. So a question to you, Josh. Uh, Peter just said that this reinforces those that are already strongly supportive of Donald Trump. What, what does it do to the Republicans like yourself who have left the reservation because of January 6th? Does this get any of them back? If they start to hear the stories of these alleged you know, associations that the judge and his family have, does it get some of them to say, hey, you know, wait a minute, maybe we should, give, maybe we should look, some, look into this a little more? I, I think it, it may give some of them. I, I, I've seen some evidence of that just on my own postings about this case. Uh, but I think the vast majority of them who left like me, are not coming back. And all this is going to do is fire up his base. It may get a few more people back, but I don't think overall it, it helps him that much in terms of expanding his base in the Republican Party. Now, the Bidens have been very, uh, have been 
silent, uh, both the both the Bidens and Kamala Harris. Um, is that the wise decision yes. here? You just let Definitely. back and, and let this unfold and don't say a thing. Don't yep. don't rile up anybody. You yep. don't have to rile up your base. Joe, Joe Biden. Joe Biden isn't aware of this. Um, he's living in Dimension X, uh, fighting goblins at the moment. So I can't get on board. That's too harsh. But I do think that this is the strategy that he employed during the campaign to great effect. Uh, he sticks to the issues. He sticks to the boring policy. He does the politics when he has to. But he lets Trump implode which I think is exactly the right thing to do. Uh, when Americans are reminded all the things that Trump is doing right now, like inciting protests, like all the payments that he's made to porn stars and strippers and whatever it is, to fraudulent business dealings, to availing himself of a different class of the law than average Americans, and reminding us how wealthy he is, these are all the things that Americans, and I imagine some Republicans, don't like about this guy anyways. So let's let him talk about it. This is, this is fine. Um... This is, in, in the case of Bill Barr, the former Attorney General of the United States, uh, he said today that, this, uh, that Trump is really the most likely person to lose against Biden. And he basically says what's happening here is exactly what the Democrats want. They want to entice Donald Trump into this race, get him the nomination, and then clobber him in November of uh, next year. Do you, is that the way you see it, that... Uh, allowing the the Democrats, allowing the Republicans and Trump to hang themselves, uh, Peter? Um, It's interesting. It's really hard to predict what exactly will happen, but I don't see Donald Trump becoming weaker as a result of this. I mean, since just January, um, Ron DeSantis, who has truly less charisma than a housefly, um, has been Mm. imploding since January. I think the gap in in sort of Trump uh, among Republican voters, potential primary voters, has gone up by like 10 points. And I think, you know, the indictment has only given him an additional bump. Um, so I, I think maybe maybe it is some sort of like broad, part of a broader strategy, but that attributes too much, you know, sort of strategy to Democrats and, and liberals generally that I, I think doesn't really exist. This is a lot like the impeachment stuff. Um, and again, if they really wanted to get him, there's a, a litany of things he could be tried for, but then they'd have to haul in Barack Obama, George W. Bush, um, you know, we give Carter a pass, you know, but, uh, yeah, they have to haul these same guys in for many of the same crimes and they can't do that. What, what is at this moment? And I'm going to ask uh, you, uh, uh, Josh, what is the most significant as a, from a lawyer's perspective, what is the most significant, uh, possible charge against Donald Trump? Um, I think, uh, I would say January 6th and incitement is, is, is the one that, uh, really they ought to look most closely at that's the one that did the most damage to the republic Mm -hmm. um the georgia election thing trump saying find me some votes i mean (laughs) that that's kind of just how trump talks i don't know if he was like saying go out and fraudulently forge and um six thousand or whatever Uh, it was i want to ask that same question to peter when we come back but we do have to break 1-800-723-8289. 1-800-723-8289. I'm Bruce Dumont. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Passover. Nice to have you with us tonight. Drive safely. Uh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. 
Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening, and they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations as well as how and why as a young person they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Bruce Dumont back on an Easter Sunday. Nice to have you with us this evening, wherever you're listening, from coast to coast and border to border. This is the portion of our program where we let each guest to take about 20 seconds and describe themselves. And uh, we will begin with Patrick Hanley. Patrick? Bruce, so good to be on the show. Uh, my name is Patrick Hanley. I am a Democratic businessman living in Winnetka, just north of the city of Chicago. And I lead a uh, local Democratic Township party in New Trier Township. Okay. And you're leading them in the right direction. That's the in hope. Your, in your opinion. All right. Josh Cantro, across the way from me right now. Bruce, thanks for having me on the show again. I'm Josh Cantro. Um, fortunate to be on the show uh number of times in the past always enjoy the discussion i am a technology lawyer practicing in chicago i live in the lakeview neighborhood of chicago uh with my wife and we have three kids 
and are you stunned by the new mayor of Chicago? No, no. I, well, I thought that once it was Vallis versus uh, Johnson that Johnson would win okay. by, by exactly what he ended up winning. Peter Hanna, let's go to you and let you uh, tell everybody a little bit about your background. Yeah, um, thank you again, Bruce, for having me on the show. Uh, great to see Josh again on the show. Nice to meet you, Patrick. Um, my name is Peter Hanna. I'm a professor of law, also a practicing technology lawyer. Um, I'm very interested in topics like you know privacy, policing, surveillance, and technology, and the intersection of, of all those things. Um, and I teach um, you know privacy law class, and I've done lots of talk engagements about you know privacy law and technology law. And uh, let me ask you, since you're a resident of Chicago, uh, your reaction to mm. the new uh, progressive mayor of Chicago or socialist I mean, mayor of Chicago? All I wish. All you're voting for uh, for mayor uh, in a big city in America is a person who has the ability to keep real estate developers from losing their minds and the cops from losing their minds. Um, so I look, I totally look forward to being disappointed by Brandon Johnson as uh, almost every other mayor. Okay. Well, on that note, let's go to David listening to us in San Francisco. Go ahead, David. David, are you there? I sure. Oh, that got it. Yeah, thanks, Bruce. Uh, happy Easter. Happy Easter to you. You know, I, um, I, I'm thinking about, I heard the question come up before the break about which are going to be the more significant of uh -huh. the uh, trials that Trump has got to go through. And certainly the top secret documents is is one of them. When you think uh, there were, um, you know, many hundreds of documents that were found in Mar-a-Lago, but as I understand it, a week or so later, uh, they went up to New York. The FBI went up to New York and found 11,000 more documents. So when you start thinking of the totality of them, uh, documents that may have to do with uh, foreign policy, that may have to do with weapons, uh, that may have to do with uh, the names of various uh, agents that we have in other governments. You can't really have a very public trial about some of those issues. And it, it uh, you know, witnesses are going to have to be, um, you know, behind a darkened screen sort of thing. And the idea that... Um, if I understand right, one of the simpler cases that's going on right now is the uh, 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 alleged rape that he, uh, Trump did and, and uh, defaming of uh, the, the woman that he, he did, and she's going to have an anonymous jury. Mm -hmm. Because Donald Trump has done uh, death threats against her and the judge, they now are going to have an anonymous jury which is only held for uh, mob bosses mm -hmm. and, uh, and terrorists. So in the case of the top-secret documents, that's also going to have to be something like an anonymous trial. Okay, stop an for a second. I'm going to get reaction, by the way. I also want to let them react to what you just had to say, because the, obviously a, 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 rape trial, a rape trial could be even far more salacious than the Stormy Daniels trial. But uh, to you, Peter Hanna, I asked the question before the break, what, in your opinion, is the most significant uh, legal challenge facing uh, Donald Trump? Um, the most significant legal challenge facing him is just sort of navigating this maze of uh, different charges from different sort of areas, New York, Georgia, potentially elsewhere. But I think his biggest crimes are, you know, frankly, crimes that previous presidents committed as well. So you won't see any action on them. But, you know, frankly, 
public corruption, misuse of, you know, government office for personal financial benefit, cronyism, um, you know, all sorts of ethics abuses, interference in investigations. These are things, unfortunately, all presidents do to some degree, although I will say Trump really, you know, did it loud and proud. And he will never, ever be called to account for any of those things. And again, it would be tough to prosecute because of the top secret nature of uh, some of the evidence in the case? It would be tough to prosecute because of the... No, you know, it's funny because, like, if you prosecute... Trump will... I can guarantee you, on the record, Trump will never be prosecuted for anything involving uh, top secret documents unless he, like, gave one to, you know, Iran with nuclear plots because every president has mm -hmm. troves of this stuff that they take home in their files. The reason it's tough to prosecute him for those things I mentioned is because it would be highly precedential and every president would basically actually be held to account uh, for their crimes in office. And so the no fact, party, so the fact that the we, so the fact that we know that uh, there were, there was also uh, uh, maybe a misuse of the, uh, the, the, the right uh, by president Biden, uh, and also Vice President uh, Pence, because they did it, it becomes one of those things. They, they, they've all done it, and so we're not going to zero yep. in on this guy. That's why you think it's maybe you know, a, a weaker uh, case. Josh, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. It makes it much harder because then it looks political. Um, the, the rape thing that the caller mentioned, I'm not aware that Donald Trump is being charged or investigated for rape. That's That's kind of a... A wild one uh, to me, but uh, you're not paying attention. Yeah, no, I, I think there's been some coverage of that. Okay. Now, again, uh, that's uh, we, we don't know that. That also is that is also part of uh, at least the reporting on this particular case involving involving Stormy Daniels. Because I think if you ask if you ask the average person on the street about the Stormy Daniels issue, and I'm, I'm saying not necessarily a, a sort of a nonpartisan person, they would say, well, voters knew about Stormy Daniels before they voted in 2016, mm -hmm. and they still voted yeah. for Donald Trump. Right. Now, that they didn't bring up the question of, you know, hush money or whether she was getting paid and how it was being handled from, you know, an IRS or a business records aspect, which is obviously what's going on right now. But uh, the fact is that uh, anyone that uh, is concerned about Donald Trump's philandering, they, I mean, that's, that's they, sort of a closed issue, isn't it? Yeah, they knew about it for 40 years of being cover, covered in the New York right. tabloids. Mm. I think yeah. that this, uh, look, this, this whole thing with Stormy Daniels is going to ultimately be decided, in my opinion, here's a prediction, mm. by the U.S. Supreme Court. Because you have a New York prosecutor trying to prosecute a federal election law violation that would normally be in the province of the federal courts. So I could see if I were Trump's attorney coming in with some sort of motion to dismiss or motion to stay or motion to certify a question to the federal courts as to whether New York can proceed under this novel theory that Alvin Bragg has put forward. And how long would that take? That could take years. But it could be expedited if it goes to the Supreme Court. Peter, and, are, Peter, are there other motions that are potentially out there that would have some validity in your view? Uh, prosecutions, uh, you mean? I mean, 
I think the Georgia thing, I might say, Josh, I, I, I know you're totally 100% right. That is how Trump talks. Like, uh, find me a few votes, like whatever. Yeah. That's sort of just how he talks. But, you know, it, 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 it violates the letter of election interference law. You know, so I think, again, it's that one is, I think, a little bit stronger. But at the end of the day, I just I do not see this uh, actually succeeding um, in any of this stuff, succeeding in putting Trump away. Can I ask Peter a question? Sure, follow of course up? you can. P Peter, what do you think about uh, January 6th and incitement? Though I mean, to me, that seems to be pretty strong. What am I missing? I mean, it, it's pretty strong, but, you know, courts and prosecutors are always super hesitant to go into the area of, like, a public demonstration or a rally because of the First Amendment consideration. So I think, you know... At the end of the line, it's it's always sort of arbitrary. And, and when you think about the fact that this is a president talking in front of the you know the Capitol or whatever in D.C., you know, talking to his supporters, you know, what it kind of sets again a dangerous precedent because what happens next when there is someone else who is giving an impassioned you know argument uh, in a demonstration? There's a strong First Amendment consideration there. So I, I do think he did incite or effectively a riot, but I just don't think they'll ever go after him for that either what are the chances that donald trump will not be indicted uh or will not be prosecuted or will not be convicted of any crime in any of these venues before election day 2024 josh i think there's a strong possibility that he will not be convicted of anything before election day peter agree Patrick. Oh, oh, I have no idea. This is way outside of my depth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Peter, I, I actually have a but question. But would you like it as a as a partisan? I mean, what what would what would running against an indicted president mean to the Democratic probably, Party? Probably the same thing as running against a twice impeached president, right? I think it's all priced in. I think people know that this is a man who breaks the law regularly, a man who operates outside of the accepted morals of political discourse, and a man who's not you know, not good to be president, but I think that's priced in. I agree with what earlier guests have said. Okay. Our phone number is 1-800-723-8029, 1-800-723-8029. In our first hour this evening, we're talking primarily about the legal aspects of Donald Trump. When we get to hour number two, we'll be joined by Doug Ibendahl, a strong pro-Trump Republican, and we'll be talking about the political ramifications some of which we've already touched on in our number one. 1-800-723-8029 from coast to coast and border to border and around the world at beyondthebeltway.com. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. 
Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Matthew. Huh? I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. We continue with Beyond the Beltway, and uh, Peter uh, Hanna has a, a question to be asked by Patrick Hanley. You got it. Peter, Josh, I've so enjoyed listening to you guys chat for the last hour. Uh, this is way beyond my depth uh, discussing how the law works. But, Peter, I think you've made a strong case throughout the hour that the legal justice system works in a very different way for the rich than it does for everybody else. Uh, and I can't help on listening to your discussion of which charges will stick, which charges won't on Donald Trump. Uh, but think about the dozens of charges that this guy has evaded throughout his long career as a politician and a real estate mogul. So I got to ask you, if you could change one thing about the criminal justice system to make it fair, to prevent the rich from buying their cases, uh, is there anything we can do? What would you say? You know, it's a great question. Um, one thing is kind of tough, but, you know, probably one, th one thing would be the same thing I would probably do to fix our election. I'm using big air quotes here, our election system or democracy, which is to remove all private funding. So you could imagine a situation where the entire legal system has publicly funded counsel. For example, um, I would love if our election system, right, like was publicly funded. No private money comes in, you know, just this. You have a set amount of money to use. There you go. It would go a long way towards equalizing the huge disparity among outcomes. And you can see, I, I urge people who, who are curious, go to a courthouse. Just go to a courthouse one day and watch some, you know, motions or trials um, and take note of the different litigants and the parties before you. And you'll see there is a different, entirely different system for people with lawyers versus people without or people yeah. relying on 
you know, public defenders, completely different. Is it different in the federal system as opposed to a municipal court? Um, it's a good question. It, it, I think in the federal system, it, with it, as among civil litigants, right? Like I'm suing this company or, you know, whatever. Um, most of the time you do see both sides have uh, pretty sophisticated lawyers for the most part. Um, but in the, you know, federal criminal system, it's, it's actually worse uh, in a lot of ways. And I mean, you see this all the time. Prosecutors always overcharge mm -hmm. and then they bring you, you know, into a room and they tell you, would you rather face 10 years? you know, possibly or three years for sure. It's how in Georgia right now, people who are just protesting, trespassing on land that's being used to turn into cop city have been charged with domestic terrorism. People who have committed their actual physical actions were trespassing physically in a place they shouldn't be. And they're being charged with domestic terrorism. And these people are basically being charged to kill any sort of legitimate protest against what's happening there. Couldn't, this is common. This I, is just the way the system this, works. This could be so naive, but couldn't judges also play a big role in this and setting a precedent that they're not going to hear overplayed charges like that, that they're just going to, they're not going to play that game? Yeah. You know, again, I, I wish, I wish that were the case. I clerked for a federal judge many years ago myself and for, you know, 14 months wrote bench memos and opinions and all that. And judges are very much creatures of habit and precedent and, no judge wants to be reversed. No judge wants to be the first one who's going to put their foot down and say, mm -hmm. look, you know, this is, you know, for, I mean, for many years, for 50, 60, 75 years, judges were effectively obligated to impose the exact sentence required by the sentencing guidelines and were not allowed to use their own discretion until the Supreme Court in a rare act of mercy uh, gave them discretion to deviate from the sentencing guidelines. And studies have shown that after the court said you may deviate, um, deviations from the sentencing guidelines are still like nominal. Hmm. So judges are very conservative in the application of the law because they do not want to be reversed. They do not. That's the biggest like insult to a judge being hmm. reversed. Let's so go to, the system is self-perpetuating. Let's take a call. Jeannie listening to us on KLBJ in Austin, Texas. Go ahead, Jeannie. I just wanted to say I don't think that uh, President Trump's going to be charged with anything. This is how I feel and people around me feel. Mm -hmm. um, I voted for Biden, but I do not want him to run again. I feel like this man in the Democratic Party and the people in Congress and Senate, why are they in denial about so many things that are affecting us? Number one, um, for Kirby, what's his name? John Kirby, or the spokesman of the Pentagon, yes. had the audacity on TV to say um, there was no chaos in Afghanistan. Uh, and also, President Biden, I mean, Biden keeps saying financially things are getting better. Well, you know what? Well, I am a local musician in Austin. I am struggling. Of course, it's a hard business to be in. I've been in it for many years. I love it. This is why I'm doing it. It's not about money or being famous. But I will tell you, a lot of people I know, um, are struggling. And mm -hmm. so we have a Democratic Party that feels, you know, they can just say they think they're going to say something and that we're not going to, we're going to get, believe it. If you keep saying it over and over again, I feel politically homeless, just like a whole lot of people that I know. And we are just regular folk. And I, and hey, I like you whoever just talked about the, the judges. You are smart. And then there was mm -hmm. another man that talked about the mayors, what he expected from, ah, love you. Okay, gotta go. No, no, Jeannie, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, who, who was your candidate for president if it isn't Joe Biden? They better find someone younger. I wish that, you know, I know no one's going to vote for Marianne Williamson, but listen to what she has to say. <laughs> she she attracts uh, what everyone wants, you yeah. know, 
Like she genuinely cares. Does anybody genuinely care? No, we're all cynical at this point. It's disgusting. I, I just, I'm sick. It's yep. just sad to live in America right now. It's sad to live in Texas. Okay. It's awful. So, well, I'm glad you're listening I, to Beyond the Beltway. Hopefully we can at least cheer I, you up I, I, for a couple of hours every I, Sunday night. <laughs> Peter <laughs> Hanna, you want to what? Peter Hanna's got a comment for you. Peter? Yeah, I, I just want to say, um, you know, like what a, what a person like Jeannie is, is completely ignored by the Democratic Party and, you know, uh, sort of courted by demagogues on the right or elsewhere. But that's what most Americans sound like. Like, you know, I, you, I may have leftists next to my name, but like I want what Jeannie wants. I want good public transit. I want clean air. I want clean water. I want to be able to sort of live a life of dignity. I don't want a cop to pull me over and to think like I may be killed. Like I want my taxes to be low and I want the rich, you know, what's at the top. I want their taxes to be high because we live in a society. We have this thing. What, what, what are we doing here? Like, is this a real government or just a machine to take money from all normal people and push it upwards while we sort of just get by? And there is no political party. She said it. I mean, she, she was the best guest I ever heard in the show, uh, Bruce. She said it plainly. She feels politically homeless because neither party cares about normal people's plights. They care about nonsense. Peter. And it is maddening if you are a serious person. Wait, Peter, we are out of time. Thank you for your response. We'll have you back on the program. Again, literally, we're running up against the clock. Uh, Patrick Hanley and also... Uh, uh, Josh Cantrell, thank you very much for being with us in hour number two. We'll be back with another full hour. Don't go away. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Oh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Today, millions of people all across America are building a life in recovery from addiction and mental illness, helping themselves and helping each other with friends, family and community lending their strength and support. Join the voices for recovery. Together, we are stronger. For 24 hour free and confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. 
If you talk and they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Here we go again. Bruce Dumont back in Chicago. We continue with our number two, and Patrick Hanley is our card-carrying Democrat. He continues to be with us along with Josh Cantra, who is our Republican attorney. Uh, Patrick uh, Hanna uh, had other plans for this hour, and so uh, we are joined because this is going to be sort of the, the political joining of the issues involving Donald Trump. Uh, we invite one of his uh, strongest supporters, uh, Doug, Doug Ibendahl, who joins us uh, uh, via Zoom this evening. And Doug, uh, first of all, our condolences on the loss of uh, your mother this past week. Uh, I think mm -hmm. I speak for anyone that's heard you on this program. They know you're a very passionate man. And again, uh, you've been uh, doing quite a job in, in, in keeping track and uh, your mother during these closing years of her life. So again, we thank you for that and our condolences. Now on a political hey, front, you, on a political front, how do you see the indictment of Donald Trump? How good or bad is it for your guy? Well, you never want your guy to, 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 to be indicted, but I, but, I, but I absolutely do think it's going to help him. I think it's going to uh, absolutely, uh, it is backfiring on these corrupt prosecutors, these corrupt Democrats, these haters uh, that, are, that are bringing this, uh, this, this corrupt indictment, and there may be more to come. But um, how is it backfiring? Well, it, it, it's 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 proving what Donald Trump has been saying for for a, a few years now that this this there is a uh, there is a, a two tier legal system in this country. There's there's one for there, there's one for Democrats, at least in places like Washington, D.C., you know, Manhattan, you know, some other uh, Democrat controlled uh, jurisdictions. There are there are two legal systems, and uh, the, the fact is, there's, you know, Bruce. I really wish you would have had me on in the first hour for the legal portion because I'm also a Republican attorney who okay. actually practices criminal law. And, okay, well, uh, offer election. your offer your thoughts. Go ahead. Well, I I, I don't want to I don't I'm not name any names. I didn't hear a lot of. I, frankly, I didn't hear a lot of of serious legal analysis in the first hour on the legal side of, of, of this issue. I heard three people, with all due respect, there were three people who hate Orange Man, and that's all they care about. Uh, this, is a, this is a man who has been persecuted for six years. I, I see a lot of, you know, the same haters who fell for, who pushed a Russia collusion hoax 
for three straight years, wasted three <laughs> years of their lives on that hoax and all the other hoaxes. They haven't been able to get them on anything legitimate. Yeah. Okay, so finally they think they have something, and this is all they have. It's it's nothing. This man, I, I posted on Facebook I was going to be on. I said, standing up for Donald Trump. I, I'm not defending Donald Trump because the man has done nothing wrong. doesn't need defending. In your view, in your view of the other possible legal issues that are out there for Donald Trump, uh, which one of those issues do you think is most concerning to you? Is the are, are we saying that every are we saying that in all of these jurisdictions with all of these prosecutors that they're all they're all in the tank? I mean, are you yes. are you saying yes, that as an attorney? Yes, they're all they are yes, they are all corrupt. And that's just like Doug Ivendahl, Republican lawyer, saying that. Alan Dershowitz, maybe one of the few true liberals left in the Democratic Party who actually cares about democracy and about civil liberties, uh, has said that this is this uh, this this one in in New York. In his sixty years, in his sixty years doing criminal law, he has never seen a more grotesque example of of prosecutorial abuse by this guy, by this brag in New York. And I, I think that that is something that your, your Democrat guests, I mean, just want to ignore. They also want to ignore where they, where were they? Hillary Clinton destroyed computer records and documents that were under subpoena. Right now, people are dying in this country from fentanyl because the President of the United States will not enforce the border. Okay. People are being trafficked, trafficked and, okay. and, and fentanyl is right, over this killing Doug thousands. Doug, you're, mo you're, you're moving into a political area, which is fine. But again, it's not the focus of, of what, we're what we're dealing with right now. And I want to go to Josh Cantra, who was uh, a fellow Republican, who uh, obviously you felt did not def defend the president sufficiently in hour number one, along with Patrick Hanley. Uh, Patrick Hanna is gone. But Josh, uh, respond to what uh, Doug has had to say. Well, I mean, I, I've been on the show many times, Bruce, and throughout the Trump administration, I defended Donald Trump. I defended the policies. I defended him against the Russian collusion hoax, against the impeachments, and all of that stuff. And I'm with Doug on all of that. Doug, I jumped off the train after January 6th. To me, that was just enough. And... I do not support this prosecution either, as I said in the first hour, for a number of reasons, including this dubious legal theory that Alan, Alvin Bragg is trying to use to bootstrap misdemeanor charges into a felony. And I went through that theory um, and would be interested to hear you talk about that. But I just want to kind of set the record straight in terms of who I am and what I'm doing. And, and I'm very happy to jump in on top and just say, listen, Doug, I, I can't agree. I can't disagree more with this kind of strange, radical line that you're taking around Donald Trump's perceived innocence. This is a guy who everybody he touches uh, has been has either pled guilty or been found guilty and or gone to jail, gone to prison before the president pardons them. You sound like a lunatic. I'm just saying, say Michael that. Flynn, Rick Gates, Mike Cohen, George crazy. Papadopoulos, Miss Roger Stone, uh, Peter Navarro. How many of these guys, do we, Steve Bannon, how many of these guys do we have to go through for you to get even a whiff of the stink that everybody else in this country has off of Donald Hold Trump? On a you, mean, you, mean, you, mean, you mean Papadopoulos that, who, that, the, that, the, that the Hillary Clinton campaign paid foreign nationals 
and who uh, pled guilty and, to and lying to the FBI for contacts with Kremlin-connected Russians. He pled guilty to lying to the FBI. What do you? I mean, I'm sorry, Doug, but I, I, I just can't. I can't buy that line. That, that, I, I, actually, I'm not sure how that came out, or was, or was he, he? He should be pardoned. He has already. I can't remember that. <laughs> he but should that, be that pardoned for lying to the, the Federal Bureau of Investigation around colluding with with the Russians. I, I'm sorry. Here's where I, I agree. I'm sorry. Doug, the criminality Doug. in that case was by the FBI. Sorry. The Steele dossier. Does that ring a bell? The Steele dossier. Your 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 gal, Hillary Clinton, paid not my gal. Paid a, a corrupt foreign national to, to print lies. The Pretty Steele sure dossier. the Rubio campaign paid for that. Right. So as a as a pretext to, to spy on Donald Trump's campaign, that doesn't bother you, of course. That doesn't bother you, of all course. Right, all right. Your friends and Democrats Josh. burning every city of the Here's what, okay. bother, here's what bothers what, what, me. Josh, Josh, here's, Josh, and then here, back to you. Here's what bothers me. What bothers me is that we're still even talking about Donald Trump, but obviously yeah. we are because he's leading for the nomination right now. What bothers me is that Trump, that Doug is correct, that Trump was hounded unnecessarily throughout his presidency, through the Russia thing, through the Ukraine phone call impeachment, through all of this other stuff that he had to deal with, okay? But that doesn't mean that there isn't legitimacy to some of the charges against, that Trump is facing now. And I think we have to just recognize that and be honest about it. That's we have to pause. Doug, Doug, we're going to get back to you in just a moment. we got to pause. 1-800-723-8289. Then back and we'll get Doug Ibendahl's response to it. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks for joining us tonight. Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. 
A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control. And priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Bruce Dumont back, and uh, Doug, you wanted to make a point before the break. Go ahead. Well, I just, just on this, um, the, what your, your other my fellow guest there said something about every person Trump touched, which, you know, is, is, is indicted or is arrested. Well, that, that, that's absurd. But to the extent that, 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 um, that prosecutors are targeting people who have any contact with Trump, it's just really proving what Trump is saying, that his people, anyone in his sphere, his, his sphere is getting a lot more attention than 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 is, is justified by by the law. It's, it's it's all driven by by politics. Okay. Speaking of politics, I want I want I want I want to I want to I want to move on from here, Doug and and uh, 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 Bill Barr, who was the Attorney General of the United States for Donald Trump and also for George Bush. Uh, was on television today, and he said in talking about, first of all, he thought the case uh, in New York was it was a very bad case. It was a very unjust case. He was not supportive of uh, what Alvin Bragg was doing at all. And again, you know, he has been close to Donald Trump, and he has written a book, uh, you know, questioning some of the things that happened uh, when he worked for Donald Trump. So uh, wherever you feel about, uh, about the former attorney general, I think I know where you feel, but he said well, in all, his view, in his view, he thought that Donald Trump was the most likely to lose to Joe Biden. Now, respond to that. The most likely to lose because of all this baggage, real or imagined. All this, let's say, take everything that you've said and, and, and view it as gospel truth. The point is, how do, you, how do you campaign for president of the United States in 50 states, uh, you know, a you know, in November of 24 and convince enough people that he's going to get a second term. How do you do that, Doug? Can I answer? Well, of course. Let me answer. I've read, I've read Bill Barr's book. And actually, um, I, I quibble a little bit with what you phrased it, disagreeing with some of the things Trump did. Actually, his criticisms of Trump, I would actually say, <clears> more of the, uh, more of the uh, petty variety, honestly. But at the end, his last chapter, he makes it very clear. That his last book came out what a year ago. Even back then, he was saying that, that Donald Trump, you, you know, before this indictment, this phony, crazy indictment, Barr was saying that, uh, you know, we should. Uh, but we're not reviewing. We're law. not reviewing. Yeah. We're not reviewing the book. My question to you is: 
you're a supporter of Donald Trump. You want to see him get reelected in November of 2024. How do you do that when every day in the news media there's going to be a discussion of all of this information? And again, according to ABC, a poll today, only 25% of Republicans are firmly supportive of Donald Trump. And what are you doing oh, about the what? Do, what do you do about the seventy-five percent, or or the if you don't buy seventy-five percent, the majority of Republicans who don't like to talk about these issues and are looking for someone else or some other issues to discuss? How do you convince them to focus on that question? People like me. No, I want to go. Go ahead. I, I, I would I would turn it back to you and say how how do we go forward without Donald Trump? Because what are the other candidates, the so-called challengers, DeSantis not officially in, or, or, or uh, Nikki Haley, whoever? How do we go forward? What what is the what is the message by any other candidate? Is is oh, don't worry, um, I'm not going to fight as hard as Donald Trump. I'm not going to accomplish as much for our agenda as Donald Trump. I'm not going to help America as much as Donald Trump. So don't worry, these left-wing lunatics. Are, won't hate me to the same degree. All right, let's and, let, and so think, uh, under me. It's not that it will not work. Let's let Josh respond because he is one of those 75%. Look, no. I, I used to be in the Trump camp, but he's lost me and he's lost a lot of people like me. And we all know, let, let's forget about Republicans. Let's talk about a general election. We all know that it's independents and moderates that decide these elections. So how do you convince an independent and moderate in Wisconsin, let's say, to vote for Donald Trump? I, I, I don't think you can. He has too much baggage. He's too toxic. He has no chance of winning a general election. Somebody like Nikki Haley, who is an executive, a very successful person in business, and then in, uh, in, as governor of South Carolina... And then representing the U.S. Uh, on the stage of the ambassador, U.N. ambassadorship. Someone like Ron DeSantis, who's actually accomplishing lots of great stuff on the right in Florida, um, who has a proven record. We have so many people. There's Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina. Okay, who's so a you're saying there's other options. Okay. Brian Kemp, we have so many other options who would appeal to that Wisconsin independent Who's going to decide the next election? Doug, go ahead, Doug. I respond to that. I respond to that. My friend, think about this. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got news for you. When, when the, the the Republican base and MAGA, which is the majority of the party now, which is the Republican Party, finds out that DeSantis or Haley or whoever else you want to name is backed by the Karl Roves. The the, um, the Paul Ryan's, the Jeb Bushes, it is over. We are not going back. I I, I really feel sorry for you, sir, because you're, <laughs> what, what you and Nikki Haley and and DeSantis's uh, donor class backers are saying is, yeah, let's move on from Trump. Let's go back to that Republican Party that sent other people's kids to endless wars. Let's that, that ships our jobs to China. That opens up the you know keeps the borders open so we can have cheap so our uh, you know big corporations can have cheap labor. It is not happening. I don't know where you people have been for the last four years. The Republican Party has changed. Get used to it. Josh, well, I think, 
I, I would say the Republican Party, that there's a segment of the Republican Party who who does believe that. And I am sympathetic to the argument about wars, by the way. Yeah. I think that's one of the things Trump really did. He kept us out of wars. And I, I thank him for that. I think he had overall a successful administration. But there are plenty of people in the party, people who I talk to who want to be back in the party, and they would back anybody but Trump. We need to find a way to get those people back so that we can actually win a general election, because that's what this is all about. Trump's mean tweets. I know. I'm so sick of this. Most people probably say that probably aren't even on Twitter. Donald Trump got 13 million more votes in 2020 than he did in 2016. No one grew the Republican Party like Donald Trump. No one brought in more Hispanics and more African Americans than Donald Trump. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get this. These old, failed Republicans that just, they, they, they couldn't stand or you know, give up power. This is the Karl Rove mentality. Doug, I got to say, you know, you're Donald making me feel Trump really good about the next election. They accomplished things that these people only talked about for decades. I think, I think if Republicans follow your strategy, Doug, then we don't have to do very much to reelect Joe Biden. Oh, that, that's fine. Well, you saw, we know who you are, so... <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm 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 afraid that 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 I have to just agree with, with with Patrick. Judd, uh, look, Joe Biden can just sit in the basement and mm-hmm. do nothing again because Donald Trump is just too toxic to too many people. And by the way, I don't care about his tweets. I never cared about his tweets. His tweets didn't bother me one bit. But we're talking now about even more baggage since he since the last election and that baggage starts with january 6th and it continues through all these other things and i just don't think that he's going to sell really well, what well. With january 6th what we what you didn't like the fact that he told people to go over and 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 protest peacefully well you didn't like that <laughs> and what, storm what, the capital i i i, I don't think that's what he said we're gonna go to we're gonna go to we're gonna go to some calls let's go to south carolina uh sam is listening to us uh in myrtle beach go ahead south carolina Bruce, first of all, Trump fought for us when nobody else would. I'm going to be with him until the wheels fall off. I will vote for DeSantis if uh, DeSantis is the nominee. Nikki Haley, uh, she couldn't win in South Carolina if she had to die. She'd be the last person we'd vote for, even in her home state. She's out. So it's either going to be DeSantis or Trump, and I think it's going to be Trump. As far as people being put in jail. Sam. That's for the nomination. What about who wins the election? Joe Biden is not going to win. Run Joe Biden again. Who wins? People are sick of him. Trump beats Biden. Well, there are some people. Trump beats Biden. People people right here are sick of the Democrat Party. And I want to address one more thing. Uh, As far as people being put in jail, the Democrat Party... They're just, uh, you know, they're, they're indicting people. The only reason, uh, well, the Democrat Party, I, I refer to them as the new Nazis. In Nazi Germany, the Nazis team with big business to take over the government and suppress opposition. That's exactly what the Twitter files proved that the Democrat Party was doing. And as far as your little, little boy Hanley there, uh, the people who are saying that Trump's uh, uh, associates are being indicted, they're only being indicted 
because the Nazis in the Democrat Party and their puppet by Merrick Garland are going after them, and they're being tried in D.C., in New York, and Virginia, and they're being ruined economically, everything that their family had being taken from them, so they're being uh, pleading guilty. Nobody went to jail over Russian collusion. It was a total lie. Let's let Patrick, Patrick, people Patrick's aren't, people respond. aren't being indicted by Democrats. People aren't being chased by Joe Biden. People are being prosecuted by courts of law. They're pleading guilty and they're going to jail because they committed crimes. And these are the folks that Donald Trump pals around with. So this isn't a this isn't a political chase. This isn't a winch hunt. This is what happens when you commit crimes in the United States. And even even the rich and powerful like Donald Trump can't afford the lawyers to keep them out of the prisons they're going to if they keep committing crimes like these. We've got to pause. We've got to pause. One eight hundred seven two three eighty twenty nine. When we come back, more of our discussion or our Donnybrook about the politics and Donald Trump's future. Will he be president of the United States ever again? At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening. And they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more. 
that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Bruce Dumont back, and uh, Doug Ibendahl is our strong Trump uh, Republican. Joining us this evening, as well as Josh Cantra, who's also a Republican, but not a strong uh, Donald Trump person anymore. And uh, Patrick Hanley joins us. He is a, a Democrat from the North Shore of Chicago, and uh, we're talking about the electability of uh, Donald Trump. And Doug, I, I, I want to go. I want to go through some analysis that that I have done. And I'd, I'd like you to give me the courtesy, because we've been on the program a long time. I'd like you to give me the courtesy of getting through with my analysis, and then I'm going to let you pick it apart as you see it, okay? Donald Trump won the presidency in 2016 with victories in Georgia and Arizona, as well as other states, and surprise wins in Michigan Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. This graphic, by the way, Fritz, we will use later. Uh, we threw up a graphic uh, way too early, so let's take this down because it's going to confuse everybody. Uh, but Donald Trump, in those same states, Donald Trump lost the presidency in 2020 by officially losing in Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. We know there's debate about whether those were losses, but officially they were losses. Now, is there anything in these five battleground states that would make voters more likely to vote for Donald Trump in 2024? That's going to become the big sole issue in the next couple of years. So let's look at the political landscape in each of these states and see what is most likely to happen. Because Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania will likely determine the winner of the 2024 presidential election. And here is why I make this comment, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some numbers now. And if you're watching on television, you can follow along with them. But if you're listening to us on radio, I'll try to be as succinct as I possibly can. Looking at the margins of victory and defeat by Donald Trump, if we go look, if we specifically look at the surprise victory of Donald Trump in 2016, they can be traced to a... a um, sort of an expected win in Georgia by 211,000, in Arizona by 91,000, in Michigan, that was a surprise, 10,704, Wisconsin also a surprise, 22,748, and in Pennsylvania, 44,392. Those margins of victory by Donald Trump put him in the White House. Now what happens four years later? at those same states. In Georgia, he lost by 11,779 votes. In Arizona, he lost by 10,457 votes. In Michigan, he lost by a whopping 154,188 votes. In Wisconsin, he lost by 20,682. And in Pennsylvania, where he had won previously, he lost by 81,666 votes, 60 votes. So my question to you is, as we, as we look at this, in 2016, 
Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, they all had Republican governors. Pennsylvania had a Democratic governor, the only state that had a Democratic governor in these battleground states. However, in 2020, only Georgia and Arizona now have a Republican governor. Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania do not. In 2022, just a couple of years ago, Georgia's Governor Brian Kemp, an anti-Trump Republican, sailed to re-election. However, Georgia voted for a Democrat for re-election to the United States Senate, beating Trump-backed candidate Herschel Walker. Georgia now has two Democrat U.S. Senators. In Arizona, Democrat Katie Hobbs was elected governor, beating a Trump-backed supporter, Carrie Lake, and Hobbs replaces Republican Governor Doug Ducey, who chose not to run. In Arizona, another thing happened. Mark Kelly was re-elected to the United States Senate as a Democrat. In Michigan, Democrat Gretchen Whitmer was re-elected governor, and a Democrat was elected to the United States Senate again. Michigan also has two Democrat U.S. Senators. Let's look to the north of Illinois. In Wisconsin, Democrat Governor Tony Evers was also re-elected. However, and this is, this is the aberration of my point here, incumbent Republican Ron Johnson was able to head off an attack by Democrats nationally, and Ron Johnson won. That's the only positive thing uh, for the Republicans to, to cheer about. But in Pennsylvania, Trump-backed Republican Doug Mastriani lost his race for governor. Democrat John Fetterman was elected to the United States, beating Trump-backed Dr. Oz, and Fetterman replaced GOP Senator Pat Toomey. That was a takeaway. Looking ahead to 2024, and this is where I want to really focus on Doug's response. Looking ahead to 2024, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania will all have Democrat governors, and only Georgia will have a Republican governor, and it's Brian Kemp, who is no friend of Donald Trump's. In the United States Senate, Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, and Pennsylvania now have two Democrats serving that state. And again, uh, however you want to paint Kristen Sinema, you can do so. But she's still, she's, she's repudiated the Democratic Party, but she is, she isn't a Republican yet. The political wins that were blowing in favor of Donald Trump in 2016 are now blowing in a different direction. To Trump supporters like Doug, they may be able to pull off a Republican nomination again next, next summer. But it is highly unlikely, in my opinion, that Trump will be able to win a general election in November of 2024, even with a weak incumbent opponent. Doug, that's my analysis. Pick it apart. Say what you're going to say. <laughs> well, your analysis proves one thing. Bruce, and I, I appreciate the uh, work that went into that. The, um, your analysis proves really one key point, and that that's that Republicans do very poorly when Donald Trump is not on the ballot. I mean, that, that's just true. But in, but, in, but in terms of moving forward, we've got to fix this, this two-tier justice system. We do not have, we are not going to have a democracy, we do not have a country when we have we have a two-tier justice system where where one group gets you know 
gets due process and um, you know a, a fair system. But our, our political opponents, just like in the old uh, you know Stalinist Russia, where if you're a political opponent, you know show me the man, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, find you the crime going on, which is exactly which is exactly what's going on. So you're that's, saying? That's let me let me let me cut to the chase. So you're so you're you're FBI. saying then the issue of the weaponization of the Justice Department, which Donald Trump said is the defining figure or issue in this campaign, you are saying that the the discussion, the debate over that particular issue, forget all other issues, the debate over that issue in these five states is going to is going to change the margins. You really believe that? It's a, it's a, it's, you really believe it's, it's, that? It's a big. It's a big one. Donald Trump is the only real fighter we have. The only one who can fix it. He's the only. We're not. How can you? How can you say that when I've just made the case, which some Democrats would say, and I'm not a Democrat. You know that. I mean, the point is that this this makes the case like Bill Barr, who said Donald Trump can't get reelected. Donald Trump can't get reelected just because of those five states. You can do analysis for the other 45 states. He can't win in those five states. All five of those states. He can't win all five states. Period. Well, Bruce, unlike you, unlike you, apparently, Bill Barr is 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 you know is not my oracle for what the Republican Party should do. There are so many things that that guy you know dropped the ball on. He he oversaw. A lot of that corruption. My point is this, Doug. Forget about Bill Barr. Speak to my numbers. I'm talking about numbers. Numbers, as you know, don't lie. They don't lie. They can be misinterpreted. You can misinterpret all of these numbers that we put, you know, on the air to this, this evening. And also, it's on the website if you want to look closely at them. I mean, the point is, how do you say to, to those, just the people in those five states, and you can't Win the presidency without those five states. Period. Are you trying to blame last year's election results on Donald Trump? I'm sorry. Are you trying to blame last? I don't understand what you're saying. He's talk- I'm talking I am, about the election. He, he, he backed these candidates. Yeah, he what, lost three what, elections in a row. Yeah, but I mean, he, 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 about keeps, he keeps losing elections. The vast majority of the candidates that Donald Trump backed won. Something like 85 or 90 percent. Not of the in the Doug. Not. In these five states, these are the five well, pivotal states. And let me tell you, there was a primary in all of these in, in many of these states. Donald Trump's candidate won the primary. Nobody is debating that Donald Trump can't win a primary, mm-hmm. but every single one of them lost in the general election because when the population population got larger, they 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 did not like the Republican nominee. Bruce, if you're trying to suggest that someone like Carrie Lake in Arizona wasn't wasn't out, an outstanding candidate, it, it should have been replaced with somebody not, else. It I, was I, not. It was not. It was not. My, by the way, that that's not my argument. That's not my argument. The people of Arizona, in the primary, they elected, they voted for Carrie Lake. But you know what? When the broader population voted, they voted for Katie Hobbs. They said the hell with Carrie Lake. That's my point. It doesn't make any difference how strong you are in a Republican primary. In a broader field, when more people can vote, the people, the people, the Donald Trump record right now, looking back to the last time that he was to the post, it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. We got to pause. We got to pause. We got to be paused.
we got to pause. I'll be back with more of your comments. I'm Bruce Dumont. Don't go away. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. We are back for our final segment, and uh, Josh Cantrell, you wanted to make a quick point, and then we're going to go back to Doug. Yeah, Bruce, I just wanted to congratulate you for putting that excellent analysis together because that is what I have been trying to articulate, but I didn't have the numbers behind me. Those numbers are the numbers. They're just the facts. They're the cold, hard facts. The political wins in these wins 
in these five key states are blowing against Republicans, meaning that we have to nominate someone who's going to appeal to independent and moderate voters in those five states so we can recapture the White House. That's the end goal, to have a Republican in the White House again, not to just nominate Trump and see him go down to defeat okay. again. Doug, back to you. You had three if minutes Donald, to if digest Donald Trump doesn't, if, if Donald Trump doesn't win, no Republican is going to win. No one has grown the Republican Party like Donald Trump. That, that's an empirical fact. If you folks want to talk about it, if you honest, again, I think I said this before. You want to talk about toxic, the, one the other gentleman mentioned, oh, Donald Trump is toxic. Come on. You want to talk about toxic? It's it's Carl Rove. It's Paul Ryan. Their it's names Jeff are, Bush. Their names Challenger. are, their names are, those names are not on the ballot. My question to you is, if, if there is a, let me, let me ask you this, Doug. If there is a primary and Donald Trump runs and Donald Trump should lose, will you support the winner of that Republican primary if it isn't Donald Trump? Well, I don't know who's it, I don't know who's it going to be. Well, know, we don't know. Who's, who's going to we be do, we Donald don't know. Trump. Well, it's probably, it's probably going to be one of four or five people. And the, and the question, it's either going to be, uh, I don't think it's going to be Mike Pence, but it could be DeSantis. I know the Donald Trump campaign is already taking out vicious ads that are running uh, on national television denouncing uh, the, the, the house record of Ron DeSantis. So, I mean, they're, they're ripping him up already, and he hasn't even announced. But if it isn't Ron DeSantis and it isn't I, I, Nikki I, I, Haley, I, 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 is I, I, there I, anyone else out there? Is it Mike Pompeo? Is there anybody else out there? Who should who who is successful in winning a Republican primary against Donald Trump? Would you support a, them for president, or are you only for Trump? It's 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 not going to happen. But okay, so well, but I'll answer your that's what you say. I'm answering. I'll answer your move question anyway. I do. I do not make blind promises to any any politician anymore. I used to, but I I, I don't anymore. So I'm I'm going to be sixty this year. I'm sick. Of, life is too short. I'm sick of being disappointed. By, by these misfits, and if you know, if it's another, uh, you know, one of these other pro pro war Jeb Bush, you know, Nikki mm-hmm. Haley type Republicans, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making any, I'm not making any promises. Are are you? Um, well, you're not making any promises, but again, I'm, I'm trying to get back to what what conceivably I, I, could look, be what, I, what I, could I, be a reality. You know, Donald Trump can lose. Donald Trump could also win the primary. I was not arguing against Donald Trump winning the primary. I think Donald Trump can win the primary. My point is, if you want to control the White House again, look at the facts, and I've stated my my, my analysis here, I don't think he can do it because of my analysis of those five states and what's happened there. Well, Bruce, I would respectfully disagree. I Bruce, I would say you, you keep referring to your analysis, and there was some analysis in there. Yes. But the charts were facts. Yes. Those were, that was not analysis. That is cold, hard facts. Mm-hmm. And I would say let's get that out there for all of the Republican primary voters to see because – those facts, and I would commend everyone listening to this show to go to the website for this material on. This is, this is it. These are the critical facts. 
And, and let me just jump well, in and offer a little bit. Let me offer a little bit of analysis as well. Go ahead. And I would just say that the voters, the, the differential between 2016, 2020, these are the Trump elections for you, Doug. The differential, the folks that didn't show up for Trump, that did show up for Biden, these are often suburban. These are often white. Uh, these are that's the that's the difference that you lost. What in the last, what in the last two years has Donald Trump done? to win back those voters? Or has he alienated them even further, which is what I suspect? Doug? Look, you know, what, I, what, I really, what I really wish you guys would do, instead of, instead of you know, trying to abandon the one fighter we have out there, one fighter who stood up for this country, which is Donald Trump, instead of like thinking all the ways that you could abandon him, I really wish you, you all would go out and, and, and buy Molly Hemingway's book, Rig. And I know we can't get into the, the weeds of, you know, of, uh, of, 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 of election, you know, fraud and corruption. But there's a lot more going on in that chart of yours, uh, Bruce, than, than, you know, just this is how it reflects on Donald Trump. The fact is there are, there are, there are a lot of bad things going on in our uh, uh, system now. One thing will be different. Uh, well, the question I asked, Doug, 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 just a second. The question, the question that I asked, the, the question that I asked, if you listen to what the analysis said, the question that I asked is, are there things going on in those five states that would that would dramatically alter uh, the next uh, chance to vote? That's what I'm asking. If you think they're out there, maybe the issue is maybe the issue is the weaponization of the Justice Department. Maybe it is the marketing and the merchandising of that issue, because I don't think Donald Trump has another issue to talk about. This is maybe maybe the fact that we're on the, the verge of war with two nuclear superpowers, yes. maybe the fact that thousands of Americans are dying, you know, every every week because of the fentanyl that the Democrats refuse to stop at the border because they're more interested in getting future vote, voters into this country. Come on. That's wild. I, all the, all that's the crises are going on today. Donald yeah. Trump is uniquely positioned to take on. Eesh. Remember what? the trade war with China? Yeah, remember, Do you remember how well that right. went? Doug, let me make this point because I, I, I alluded to it earlier in the program. I began the program by saying that we have a new mayor in the city of Chicago. He is a Democratic Socialist. His name is Brandon Johnson. The majority of people who voted, which was unfortunately a very small number, mm -hmm. they voted for him. They voted for him. He was talking about defunding the police department. He won. He won over the guy who was supported was by the FOP. On that note, we're out of time. Voters will decide. Doug Ibendahl, thanks very much for being with us. Josh and Patrick as well. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks also to Fritz Goldman. Happy Easter. Happy Passover, everybody. Good night. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Oh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? 
No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org.